0: Complicated. Today, I bring you Emojis and Senses. Of late, I have often remembered, no, 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 not my late grandmother or my childhood friend or even a golden-hued childhood, nor the nostalgia-laden childhood games, not my erstwhile waistline, which has truly felt the impact of inflation, I can tell you. Not even the joys of cradling my first and only born, or the time he went away from home for the first time. No, not even his first tooth, step or gurgle. That really would be demanding too much from the grey cells under my grey hair. Hey, why isn't there a rolling eyes emoji on this keyboard? Don't even let me get started on what's not here. Hey, how do you create the sound of a sigh? S-I-G-H? That's it? That's it? Not cribbing, but not enough emotion in this here word. Rolling eyes plus shrugging shoulders emoji needed now. Hope some linguist or a techie can hear me. Linguist? Isn't polyglot the word I want? Do I? I thought I wanted more control in my relationships, better management of time, organic fruits, less pollution, more conscious and compassionate parenting, a corona-free world. Gosh! So much thinking in the morning can really wear one down. Best done in the silence of the night. But then, what about the prerequisite six hours of sleep? Used to be eight, I think. But then, maybe that was for people under 50. And that is just one end of the colorful, tied-together scarves. Because on the other end of the six, hmm, debatable. But we can go into analyzing the research at another time. Hours of sleep is the first thing in the morning scarf, or rather scarves. Because from all popular research and analysis and reporting, it seems that the first thing in the morning is no longer opening your eyes. Actually, even before your eyes open, it's your sense of smell and hearing that wake up. I wonder if each sense goes to sleep individually with its own fluffy pillow made from collecting the silk cotton blobs flying around after the magnificent scarlet blossoms have given way to the formation of the seed. Come to think of it, all activity in any sphere is focused on producing or forming the seed. Whether it's behind huge glass doors in the high rise of a multinational or the corner office therein, or behind the imposing edifices of institutions of learning, or the Pandora's box of an Indian marriage, it's all focused on producing a seed of some sort. Of course, since it's the circle of life, as Tim Rice would have us believe, sometimes you start with a seed, hence the term seed capital. It all depends on your perspective, and where you climbed onto the bandwagon, and whether you believe in the theory of time being non-linear and its role in life after death. Which leads me to wonder when exactly time changes from non-linear to linear, and one changes from spirit to body. Hmm. More research with really high-tech instruments, or befriending the tiny microscopic goblins that are responsible for everything that happens in the world, is needed here. And I can say that because I have done this experiment. Or more accurately, the experiment happened to me. Uh, That doesn't sound quite scientific enough. Maybe better to say I discovered. Sounds more impressive and lends a, a sense of gravitas, putting me in the hallowed portals of discoverers over the ages. What? There isn't a WhatsApp group with that name? What are you saying? Rolling eyes emoji. This phrase never fails to amuse me. Chuckling emoji. It's a literal translation of the Hindi, Kya ho? Come to think of it, we Indians are pretty polyglotty. Is there such a word? Have I just coined a new word? A new word? Is anyone listening? Smug emoji. That's it. So as I discovered, <laughs> I'm glad that's sorted. You know how irritating it is. Giggling conspiratorially emoji. When you can't get the exact right. I think there is no need to use both the preceding words. Just saying right would do. But hey, I'm a glotty Indian. <laughs> Phew, remember just in time. Looking relieved and smiling half sheepish, half embarrassed. No, no, no. Quarter embarrassed and quarter smug. Ah, and this reminds me of a friend who used to use smug when she meant snug. Which reminds me of this other friend who used to say, I stand corrected, when he wanted to say, I beg to defer. Chuckling hysterically at the memory emoji, can you imagine? It was a riot to see the bewildered expression on the other uh, unsuspecting people's faces when I had caught on to this quirk of his. Like like knowing beforehand when a full-blown riotous sneeze was coming on, which was going to zap the living daylights out of everyone else. Rolling on the floor emoji. No, I'm sorry. ROTF will just not do. It's it, it's too stark and dull and unimaginative in its visual form. Like the work of an urban planner whose only qualification is the thickness of the layer of green backs. Orange, pink, purple, any other color coming? Backs. He could line an official's box bed with... So all is good. Else would have seemed quite stupid. So this discovery was made when, as a school-going child, oh gosh, the juxtaposition of these words is threatening to break open another deluge of shimmering liquid memories. They're straining against the door of common sense, and it's beginning to bulge and give way. I'd better do something really quickly. Put up bars. Put up bars of practicality. Nail the bars. Nail the bars with nails of no nostalgia. That's non-nostalgia, not a double dose of nostalgia. Ah! <gasps> Seeping in through the cracks now. There are so many holes in the door of common sense. I should have used iron doors instead. Too late. Too late. Plug the holes. Pluck the holes. Plug the holes with, uh, with uh, cod liver oil capsules. Why, you ask? Because they are the right size. And I have a whole bottle full. <gasps> ah! See? I told you it would work. Relieved and triumphant emoji. So coming back to the said experiment, I would wake up from an afternoon nap in delicious stages. First, I think it was the smell of frying something in ghee that would come wafting languorously and find my nostrils, probably entering them like a curious child would, a place which holds the promise of a secret hiding place. Somewhere in my ENT canal, microscopic beings would stir, smile, and stretch their tiny limbs, waking up happily to coo softly in my eardrum. My eardrum, in turn, would open half an eye to get a sense of time, need, and balance. Balance is the expertise of the inner ear, I learned in my biology class in school. Actually, I learned a lot in school, but it only comes to me in microcapsules now, like suddenly discovering some money tucked away at the back of your cupboard or in the inner pocket of your jacket or the secret pocket of your wallet. And hear the familiar rhythmic sound of a metal spatula in a pan, roasting the ghee-laden semolina to a nice golden brown The last five words would be my mind's contribution, which would start its workday by putting name and meaning labels on the inputs by the nose and the ears. The same five words would gently prod a specific part of the convoluted, uh, uh, in more ways than one, recesses of my mind. And the signal would instantly spread like a blob of ink on a blotting paper. Again the work of tiny microscopic beings who are always standing by in a state of readiness with their sneakers laced up and their micro-mini frames ergonomically inclined to take off and race along pre-designated meridians to convey whatever was handed to them. They zip across the convoluted valleys and troughs so swiftly that the other micro-mini beings and there are several different kinds living and growing there some housed in palatial bungalows with their individual lawns and garages and others in higgledy-piggledy high rises made out of lego-like gray blocks since a far higher numbers are housed in the latter it is called gray matter the creatures don't like being called just matter and keep shaking their tiny heads at the human's lack of imagination in naming the most important organ of their body but then they stop mid-shake as they realize that they are the ones living in the thinking, creating, naming quarters of the human body. And their super-micro-mini minds boggle at this, making both their own teeniest, weeniest-sized grey matter and their grey dwellings grayer, thus strengthening the case for the grey matter callers. So as I was saying, these other micro-mini beings just sense whoosh for a micro-minutest of a second, As the sneakers laced up, ones whizz by on their way to spread the to a nice golden brown message handed to them. This would make entire areas of the mind valleys come alive and start flashing the anticipation signal, which basically meant that an orchestra would come alive instantly across the grey matter. The sense of smell, which was the first one to stir from sleep, now becomes keener and detects the distinct notes of cardamom with a hint of saffron in the aforementioned ghee and semolina. The eardrum would become keener too, trying to glean more accurately the stage of frying. Both these precious bits of information would be delivered to one of the micro-mini beings living in a palatial house with the lawn and garage. He would step out, yawning to retrieve the information, as one would a newspaper from his doorstep. And having retrieved, would send off an urgent message to another quarter of the grey matter, where more tiny microbeings would rise and cause the salivary glands to wake up and start spreading their juices in the mouth to receive that which was supposed to be on the way. During all this time, the limbs, wide awake by now, would choose to stay still and the eyelids would choose to stay shut even though the reception committee in every pore of the body was awake and alive by now ready to receive the halwa or the delicious sweet semolina dish and the excitement building up reached a crescendo as the hearing would excitedly inform every tiny micro mini being of my mother's footsteps coming closer and then That moment of exhilaration when, with the mana from heaven right under my nose and my mother's sweet voice very close to me, telling me to wake up, I would open my eyes. Instantly a big smile would spread to the corners of my eyes as my mind resounded with the voices of, all the tiny beings with shiny faces and excited eyes singing an anthem of glee and gratitude as I took the warm bowl in my hands. Do you ever get the feeling that you're a squirrel who has darted along merrily for some time and now pauses and looks back to wonder how it reached where it is? I'm getting that feeling now.